0: Naomi. Hi. Welcome to Spiritual Slay. <laughs> Thank you. You do a dance every time you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Naomi. Everyone. <laughs> this is Naomi Turner. Yes. Soon to be something else. Ballard. Ballard
1: yeah if you're
0: watching hi (laughs) (laughs) hi (laughs) um but anyway so I know Naomi through church Mm -hmm. and through her brother and we're kind of like in the same friend group or whatever Mm -hmm. um and I remember when I first saw Naomi which is so funny because I told her at dinner (laughs) (laughs) when I first saw Naomi and I was like oh I'm gonna meet like Jalen's sister or whatever oh Jalen's her brother but um I'm gonna meet his sister and then I was like so curious like how you were Mm because I knew how he was and I was just like I don't know I was like curious and then I remember when I first saw you I was like I remember I told Mariah which I told you Mariah I told Mariah which (laughs) I told you at dinner which was I was like oh my goodness she's so beautiful and so sweet and so that was my first impression of her if anyone was wondering yeah (laughs) my first impression of
1: you was like oh my gosh she's so put together like she's so like I don't know she's so pretty and she's just so like you know, like, yeah. not mm, in a bad way, but just like, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, she, like, knows what she's doing in her life. Like, that was Aww. an instant first impression.
0: That's so sweet. It's so funny when people say that because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: well, at least you give off that vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I
0: think it's just, like, God. You oh, know, like, yeah. God covers you in this, like, spirit where it's, like, people can't really see mm-hmm. everything in you, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's, that's funny. That's but, true. yeah, so we've only known each other for oh, a few months. S- I was gonna say six months, but is it is it short? Probably four to six months. Four to six that's a big difference as well. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we've gotten somewhat close. We've gotten somewhat close. We're gonna get closer because now she's on the on the episode. So So we went to dinner recently Mm -hmm. because when I realized I wanted to have you on the episode. It was like on my spirit, but then I was like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know if she would do it. But then also I don't know her that well yet and everything like that. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. But then someone else said it and I was like, that's crazy. Cause I was just thinking that. Mm-hmm. And so then I asked you and you were like, yeah, but because we didn't know each other that much, we went to dinner and we hung out and we kind of just talked. It was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but what I realized on that dinner was that we had so many things in common. It's actually crazy. Yeah. It's actually crazy. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot of things that we had gone through in life or have felt or have seen ourselves in the similar ways or mm-hmm. have done things in a similar way or whatever. Um, and I was like, Oh wow! Yeah, she's coming on the she's coming on the <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was a really good talk, and so this episode's going to get a little bit deep because the things we've gone through yeah. were deep.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and we both kind of handled them in a similar way.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about
0: it, and we've both been saved by the Lord Himself. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's give Him His glory now, but yes. um, for real, <laughs> literally. And mm-hmm. so we sit on this side, but we were able to relate about the other side
1: yeah you and know? I think we both kind of came to the conclusion that like we really just want to like share what we've been through because mm-hmm. we're like I I wouldn't have made it through without Jesus yeah but we, we want to like help people through that and I think that was yeah. really awesome that we came to we're like we really just want to like help people we Yeah, wanna, like
0: talk about it. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. the testimony. It's the God taking you through things or putting you through things in your life so that you could then talk about it. Yeah. And um, and that's what this is about, really. It's like the light and dark tunnels, mm-hmm. you know, and to like show people that like we've been there, too, or like we've actually like I feel like sometimes when you see certain people, you're like they haven't they look so put together or they done everything the right way or they're like mm-hmm. they have it all together whatever but it's like you actually don't know like the battles we fight in the yeah. dark or we've had to fight but as a result of god we've been able to come out on this side and then look this way and mm-hmm. like be able to now talk about it from this space yeah you know? yeah it's hard because you like you look at like the finished
1: product or like i've already been through this i've been delivered and you're like oh man like you would have never gone through that it's like oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been dark yeah it's been dark indeed um yeah. okay <clears throat> So shall we get into it? Yes. So to get into it, one of the things that we, ha- oh no, 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 what am I doing? That's not how we're gonna start. I want you to give an elevator pitch or a snippet of your testimony to the people.
1: Oh, elevator, like how, like 30 seconds?
0: You can go longer than
1: 30 seconds. Let the oh, Lord use you. this is wild. Like a, a like snippet of your testimony. My entire testimony? Yeah, from the moment you were born. <laughs> wow, so I was born at a very young age. <laughs> Um, okay. Let me think. Um, so my testimony, I've encountered God many times before I actually gave my life to Christ. Um, and I actually was Holy Spirit filled before I even fully gave my life to Christ. Um, but really the moment that like kind of changed my view, mm-hmm. um, was that we'll talk about it today. I'm sure more in depth, but, um, it was in high school and I was really depressed and I was having crazy thoughts. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. suicidal thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was having suicidal thoughts and I had gotten to the point at like, I think I'm going to do something about it. I think I'm going to act on these Mm -hmm. thoughts. Um, and then randomly, like the song, how he loves starts playing from my tablet, like randomly in the room and my tablet's dead. Like there's no way it can be playing music, but it's playing music. And so I have to like plug it and charge it and like wait for it to turn on, (laughs) you know? And so I think that was the first time I really felt God's love because Mm -hmm. it was like, at my lowest point, God saw me. And so Mm -hmm. then, because he encountered me then, I I ran away, but because he encountered me then, and I kind of knew who God was and how loving he is, like every single time since then I would run away or like have a low moment, he would always like come back and remind Mm -hmm. me. He's like, Mm -hmm. you might've changed, but I didn't. And so I feel like that's just my whole testimony. Is like, I I kept running away and I'm like, oh, I don't know if you're real or I don't know if this is the the real deal, but um,
0: God is just so consistent and so loving, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that you kind of kept it short because we're going to get into all the details yeah. of like your testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love that you said is like God is so consistent because he really is. And even when we run away, he doesn't. So he's still there. Yeah. We just are like our eyes are closed to him, you mm-hmm. know, or the door is shut to him. Yeah. But he's at the door. And so he's always with us in those like dark moments, in those moments where we're having like suicidal thoughts or just like sinning or doing yeah. whatever we want. And he's like, they're just like waiting. I always envision him just like, yes. like yeah. like sitting right next to me yeah. as I'm like, I don't want to look at you or like, I don't want to talk to you or like, I don't really see you, Yeah, but he's there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love is that he's so patient. God mm-hmm. is such like a patient, I don't even want to call him man because he's not human, but mm-hmm. like for the sake of saying it, like such, so, such a patient man that it's like, he doesn't, oh, it's so inhuman the Mm. way he waits for us, Yeah, you know? Like, whereas us, we're like, "Uh uh-uh, three strikes and you're out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done waiting. I'm going to leave. But, like, him, he's like, I'll wait here until you're ready. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of
1: like – And it's not like he's mad or impatient or he's, like, topping his head. He's, like, genuinely like, okay, I'll
0: I'll just wait. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows. And he he knows us in our ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, he's just so good. (laughs) He's so good. Just thinking about him, talking about him. I know. Okay. So you kind of mentioned it, but the first topic I wanted to touch on, which is the first thing we talked about at dinner, which I was like, yes, this is it, which was depression. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of tell my experience with depression and then I'll let you go into yours. Mm -hmm. Um, But my experience with depression is like, it's very interesting because um, I can't exactly remember what it dates back to
1: Mm.
0: or, or like how it got triggered or anything. But I do remember like, as an adult now, later in life, being like, I actually think I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And I think I, when I was talking to my therapist, when I first had my initial meeting with him, he was like, you might have a little depression or something. And I was like, don't say that. I was like, a little depression or something. <laughs> yeah. He was like, there might be a little depression there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, there it might be. Mm-hmm. I think it was so hard for me to kind of like um, Conceptualize that for so long because mm-hmm. I was like I want to be this like certain persona this perfect person that has it all together um, but in hindsight I didn't and I was like struggling like on the low and so my experience with depression is like I like to say and I don't like want to talk about it like lightly either where I'm just saying I was depressed mm-hmm. because I feel like some it's like such a touchy subject and people do go through it but like I truly do think I had like high-functioning depression mm-hmm. where I would I was still able to go on with like normal life and like do the things I had to do, go to school, go to work, whatever I was doing. Yeah. But I was going home and then feeling like empty and feeling sad and Mm -hmm. feeling hopeless. Mm -hmm. And that no matter what I did, I still had this like hopelessness in me where I was just like not content, you Mm -hmm. know. And it's like there were moments where I was happy, but I wasn't content. And there's a difference between like happy is just momentary, you know, like I'm just happy right now because I'm Mm -hmm. seeing friends or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it went on for years Mm -hmm. Uh, and I would strive, strive, strive to do well and to get to like, Reach a certain level in my career or, or get straight A's or like do everything the right way and like strive in life because I was kind of like running from this emptiness essentially. Mm, mm-hmm. And I felt like if I could get a certain level, get to a certain level, then I would be happy and I wouldn't feel hopeless anymore. Yeah. And it just never happened because that's like what high functioning is. You're trying of like kind of out trying to outrun it Mm -hmm. um and you're able to do all these things but it's like you're not actually getting to the root of what the issue is yeah and that was like my experience so there would be moments where I'd be just crying at night like crying myself to sleep and I didn't really know why it wasn't like something was happening it wasn't like something happened to me but I was just sad Mm -hmm. I was like why can't I feel good Mm -hmm. like why can't I just feel good and it wasn't until I got saved Yeah, is what I oh, what I will say is that it becomes normal to feel like that Mm -hmm. because I dealt with it for so long. It became like a normal feeling for me. So it wasn't even like I felt like I needed to address it. It was just like, well, I guess this is how I am type of thing. Yeah, And it wasn't until I got saved and I could look back at that version of myself and the version I was when I got saved or I am now that I'm saved and be like, wow, I was really going through it, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like there's such a difference when you get filled by the Lord and he basically filled that emptiness in me. He yeah. gave me like that contentment, that joy that was missing, that peace that was missing. Mm. Even though there's still hard times now, it doesn't feel the same, you know? I feel yeah. like I have purpose now. Mm. Whereas back then, I didn't feel like I had purpose. I was just like living to live, I guess, mm. you know? And so my first question is, mm. tell us your experience with depression.
1: Yeah, I, I did not have high functioning depression. I, I had the opposite of whatever that is. Um, <laughs> whenever I would get like really depressed, Um, I, I don't know. Like I just, it it was weird. It was like, it was never just like, oh, I'm just like sad. Like for some reason, whenever I get depressed, it's always to the extreme. Mm -hmm. And like, I would never like, and now that I know Jesus, like I know like those thoughts, like suicidal thoughts are like, I would never get in. I know it's the enemy. It's Mm -hmm. so clear when it's the enemy, you know? Um, but back then it's like, when I would get depressed, I would get like heavily depressed. And then it's always, it was always suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like constant and so um especially like in high school now it was a bit different because I think when I really started to go like downhill was like summertime um and so I didn't have to worry about going to school or anything but Mm -hmm. it's like I had the I would just like every single like simple task would be like the biggest thing ever like brushing my teeth Mm -hmm. was like impossible for me because I'm like I just physically have no motivation or any like ounce of like I don't know anything to like get up out of my bed and like brush my teeth that morning. And I would, this is kind of gross, but mm-hmm. I would like go days without a shower because I'm like, I just standing up in the shower is just too much for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to lay in bed and wear the same clothes I've been wearing. And like, it felt like I was physically weighed down. Like I couldn't do anything. And so I've never had high functioning depression. Cause I feel like whenever I get hit, I get hit. Mm-hmm. I get laid out. Mm-hmm. And then I have those thoughts of like, wow, I really, I really just shouldn't be here anymore. You know, like I really, maybe I should just like, you know, take myself out. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, and it happens often. Like I found myself um, in a cycle, Mm -hmm. almost. Like a certain time of the year it would hit and then I would find myself like not really caring about what I looked like. And like, I wouldn't wear makeup anymore because I'm like, it's just too much work. And like, it just got harder and harder. And I knew that was my first sign is like when I felt myself almost going back into an episode was when, it's like a, a weird thing, but like, I just knew like brushing my teeth became really hard. Mm-hmm. It sounds so silly, but um, yeah, like when I would wake up in the morning and I'm like, just the thought of it is just like a big task. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I,
1: I need to get out of this or like, I know it's going to be bad months ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my depression was like a cycle for like a very, very long. As far as I can remember, wow. it is always just like come and go um, just like randomly. and whenever it comes on i can't i can't do anything about it
0: that's so crazy how like depression could look in like so many different things but still feel essentially kind of the same Mm -hmm. um and so i feel like because you said you had suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. and i feel like with mine i didn't have suicide thoughts where i was actually going to do it but there were oh i mean these might be suicide thoughts but there were moments where i'd be like well what if i wasn't here Mm -hmm. would it just the pain just be all gone Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't have to feel anything anymore you Mm -hmm. know and I remember I heard someone say I think on a show or something and they were saying how like a lot of times people commit suicide because they just want this pain to stop Mm
1: -hmm. and I remember
0: having thoughts like I just don't want to feel anything anymore because like it's too much and so I would be like well what if I wasn't here and then I would think about things like pills and like stuff like that but like I wouldn't I didn't feel it in me that I was gonna do it um But those were just like some of like the really, really low moments. And so my next question for you is how bad did it get? Mm -hmm. Like your depression? Yeah. And can you recount like a certain time? Yeah. um,
1: It's great. Well, yeah. So kind of like I mentioned in my testimony, it had gotten to the point and this was before I encountered the Lord and before I was Holy Spirit filled because my depression was different after I had encountered the Lord because I would have suicidal thoughts, but I never would have acted on them because Mm -hmm. there was just like something in me that like I can't Um, I'd gotten to this point where I think also like not only did I have like this like depression looming over me but I had an eating disorder at the time Mm -hmm. and so I was like really just pushing myself into this hole into this pain Um, and it had gotten to the point where like I said in my testimony there was one night I was just like I think I'm gonna do it like it was like 2 a.m like everyone's asleep I'm like I think I think I might just do it like I might just like try and then if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen no one has to know but I was almost like, what would it feel like? I, I literally like it's just like scary to me right now that mm-hmm. I was ever in that place. Mm-hmm. But it was just like so like logical. I'm like, well, if I've been hurting for so long, like this is the only way to escape it. Yeah. Yeah. And then and of course then God encountered me. And even in that moment, I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm just, I'm just gonna go to sleep and maybe I'll try again tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I woke up and it felt different the mm-hmm. next day. And I'm like, you know, nighttime came. And I started getting sad and I'm like, I want to, I want to kill myself, but something feels different. And so maybe I'm going to save it until tomorrow. And then like, maybe I'll save it until, and it just kept going. And then of course, like I never did it,
0: obviously. Obviously, thank the Lord. Yeah, thank the Lord. Um, Wow. I I love what you said about nighttime too, because Mm -hmm. that's when it hits the most is Mm -hmm. nighttime, you know, where it's like, through the day you're like, okay, I could kind of hold on to it. I could kind of just be okay, but not really. But then the nighttime comes and you're like, ooh. This There's no escaping it. moment. There is mm-hmm. no escaping it. And then I feel like the noises get louder. So that was the turning point for you. Then mm-hmm. was that encounter with God? Yeah. And you said it just got pushing further and further mm-hmm. and further. And then one
1: day I was like, I maybe I don't want to kill myself. I didn't have those
0: thoughts anymore. Yeah. But it was just like a maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. So you had mentioned that like now that you've been you've encountered God, um, your depression looks different. Mm-hmm. And so. Are there, like, any triggers, and if so, tell us, but, like, are there any triggers that will sometimes, like, put you back in that space? Like, what are the triggers?
1: Um, I think, like, if I'm just not spending time with the Lord consistently, like, mm-hmm. if I even go a few weeks without spending time with the Lord, I can just find myself in this, like, slump, and then if I lean into that slump and I can, like, continue to run away from the Lord, then it's just, like, is the slow mm-hmm. build, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but it's, it's weird because there's nothing that can even trigger it. Like, I um, when I first started dating my fiance, like, I was so happy. I'd just gotten, like, a new job as a youth pastor. I had just gotten, like, this amazing boyfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, this is great. And then all of a sudden, like, I just, like, started going into the slump. And I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, yeah, there's a trigger of, like, if I don't spend time with the Lord, like, consistently. But it's also, like, I think my depression is just is such, like, of a a cycle, like a repeating cycle that sometimes I can't judge when it's going to happen.
0: That's good. I like what you said that the slump part, I feel like spending time with the Lord is the most important thing. Um, when you get saved, I mean in general, but like obviously it becomes a priority when you get, (laughs) when you encounter God and you get saved. Um, it's like the most important thing to keeping us on track Mm -hmm. and to keeping us like in alignment. And I find for myself too, like when I don't spend time with God, even if it's just like, three days, I'm like out of whack. Something feels off and Mm -hmm. I'm moody, I'm irritable, Mm -hmm. I'm going off on anyone (laughs) anyone that encounters me. Mm -hmm. I feel like weaker, I feel weaker. And so I feel more emotional, I feel like, Like someone could say the wrong thing to me and I want to go off. Like I feel like starting I'm starting to question everything um, again or like I'm not performing my best in Mm -hmm. like different spaces or I'm allowing the thoughts to kind of continue to run. Whereas when I'm being more disciplined and tapped in, like with God, I feel like I can cut those thoughts off right away. Like the thoughts still come up, but like I cut them off right away. But when I'm in when I'm like drifting from God or like not spending as much time from him, like those thoughts, I just let them run. You know, like I'm not as strong to kind of like cut them off. Yeah. And so it's like that slump is so real. Like that's why it's so important. Cause like one of the things when you get saved, I think is like, is that you experience some of the same things that you were before, but they don't affect you the same way. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, and they don't like, they don't take you down the way they used to take you down. Yeah. So it's not like before, before like I found God, I was like, Super insecure. I mean, even after, too, because God had to work on that. But like, <laughs> before I was like super insecure or thinking like I wasn't enough. Whereas mm-hmm. now, it's not like those thoughts don't come up because they do come up. Mm-hmm. But like, they just don't have a hold on me anymore. They don't yeah. have me in a chokehold anymore. Yeah, exactly. I have them in a chokehold. Yes. Yeah, no. yeah. I have them in a chokehold. No. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so that slump is so real. And yeah. so, um, but another thing I wanted to say was, and this question, when I wrote this question out, I was like, dang, what would I say to myself? Mm-hmm. But then I remembered I had did this exercise when I was in therapy. I talk about therapy always on this podcast, but no, it's like the yeah. space that I learned the most about my thoughts, about myself, about my inner self, all the things in through God and like working through that and everything. So But I did this exercise one time where I was because like anytime I think about and you had said it kind of earlier and you had Mm -hmm. said something about like when I think about myself like back then, it's like so sad that I was like in that space or something. And every time I would talk about my old self to my therapist, I'd cry because I'd be like and he'd be like, like, what's that emotion? And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just so sad when I think about that version of myself. because I'm like looking at it like a little sister, you know. Yes. And it's like when you look at your the old version of yourself as a little sister and you're like. That's so sad that you think all those things. You just want to protect her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you just want to protect her. You want to tell her, like, you are enough. Like, you're going to get through this. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, all the things. But back then, you're, like, so into it. And so I did this exercise where I wrote a letter to my old self from this self mm-hmm. and I kind of was like Aww. it was so emotional that and- me cry <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be out I, I was out yeah. I was so emotional <laughs> because I was like writing all these things and I was kind of like affirming that version of myself and kind of saying like You're like, you're going to get through it. Like I'm on this side and like, Mm -hmm. like we got through it type of thing. So what I want to ask you is what would the version you are today was, which is like your most authentic self, like Mm -hmm. the version God called you to be, Mm -hmm. like you can just see it all over you. Like what would this version of you tell the version of you that was thinking about actually committing suicide?
1: Oh man. Um, God said this to me recently and I wish I could just like, I don't know tattoo it on my heart but um god said i have never overlooked you Mm. and i feel like if i could speak to myself in in my room like all these years ago like having those thoughts like god has never overlooked you like when you feel like you are lonely when you feel like the world's just going on without you like god has never overlooked you he's right there with you Mm -hmm. um i don't know like i think of god as like my best friend now because he's just been with me through everything um and so like God has never overlooked you and he's always been there for you. And God's your best friend if you let him be. Like he wants to have that relationship with you. He wants to have that connection with you. He's the only thing that takes away the pain. Like nothing else will take away the pain. No like self-harm. No like starving yourself because that was a whole nother thing. But like nothing will take away the pain except Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that, mm-hmm. that God has never overlooked you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. When he told me that, I could I was crying, and I didn't even realize I needed to hear it. But he just said, like, I've never overlooked you.
0: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's like the idea that you have purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, you're here for a reason, Yeah. you know? And, like, you had said something where it's, like, even in those moments where you feel like the world is going on without you. Yeah. It's like God is still there, and God has never overlooked you. And I think a lot of times when we get in such dark moments, we can feel like the world is just moving yeah. without us. Or it's like, there's just so much around us and we're just like, here, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's so true that the only thing that can take that pain away is God because he's the one that gives you the purpose. Like yeah. he'll make you realize why you're here, mm-hmm. you know? And that you're why, you're here for a reason. Yeah. And that idea in itself, that's like, dang, God created me for such a specific purpose. And then he felt the need to put me on this earth for that purpose. It's like, oh, I'm here for a reason. Like I am. I'm enough, I'm valued, like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be here, like, I'm doing something here, yeah. you know? Yeah. When you find God,
1: you find purpose,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: your true purpose, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, your backbone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You find your true purpose. Yeah. That's so true. I think some of the things I said, wow, I wasn't even going to say this, but should I say, I'm trying to remember. I was going to ask you, like, what would you say? I'm trying to remember what I wrote. Mm-hmm. What I had said was, uh, you're going to make it, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be Okay. Um, when you find the Lord, I think I said something about God, like in, like when you find, when you find him, like everything will make sense. Mm. And that like, no matter what you've been through, like you didn't know any better, mm. you know? And it's like, not your fault. Then it was like all these things. Dang. I'm like really like, yeah, that's a great, but it was like all these things. Cause I remember in that time, um, I had so many like self, like issues with how I viewed myself mm-hmm. and like what I was meant to be do what I was meant to be like who I was All I like didn't know and so a lot of what I would say is that like you're enough you're valued like you're here for a reason and God's gonna use it all Mm -hmm. basically like God's gonna use everything yes that you went through um amen amen (laughs) yeah that's so sweet to hear yeah I felt like when we talked about this at dinner we talked about it after the next topic but I kind of want to talk about it now yeah and I think it makes sense um but we had talked about the concept of falling in love with pain mm. and I remember you had said something and I was like when I was writing notes yesterday I was like can I re-quote what she said and I was like no I'm <laughs> going misquote it because I don't know what she said I don't remember exactly <laughs> I don't know if I remember um, <laughs> but you had said something and I was like it's falling in love with pain like it's mm-hmm. that idea that like you need more of it yeah um and I remember when, so even though I, like we sit here now and like we're better, Mm -hmm. amen, and all the things and like we're not going through what we used to exactly or doesn't look the same, like there's still moments where this feels uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. more so than not. Mm -hmm. Where like the peace feels uncomfortable, the joy feels uncomfortable, like being in healthy friendships or healthy relationships feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so there's moments where I'll find myself like, Wanting to feel something again. Yeah. Because it was so normal for me to always feel either unworthy or like sad or mm-hmm. hopeless. And so it went on for so many years that when I finally didn't feel like anything and I was just content, I was like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, where can I cause myself yes. more pain? <laughs> type yeah. Thing. And I remember I heard our pastor, um, Sarah, she had said something in a, like a sermon a long time ago. And she had said like, God, I don't want to fall in love with this pain anymore. Yeah. And that hit me so hard because I was like, dang it. I do have, like, this love relationship with pain. Mm -hmm. And so even now, even that long ago, I was, like, feeling, like, content and okay. And I remember I was sitting on the couch and I was, like, watching this sad video that I know makes me sad on TikTok Mm -hmm. from a show that is really sad. And I, like, know it makes me sad, but because I was, like, weirdly, like, content and, like, at peace, I was, like, let me go watch this video. Yeah. And then I was, like, telling someone and I was, like, I think I'm watching this video because I want to feel something. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, I don't... I don't know why I do it, but I do it, yeah. you know? And so do you ever have those moments where like, or explain your relationship with like maybe how you sometimes fall in love with pain?
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I fall in love with it and it's comforting Yeah, because I think I was depressed for so long that it's just like, it just feels right like whenever I do feel depressed again, I'm like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: you know, it's like, like a warm blanket. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. But now that I know Jesus, yeah. well, Jesus is actually the warm blanket. He's my <laughs> actual comfort. But it's like, I, I agree with you. It's like, I don't know. I love listening to sad songs. Yeah. And like, I have a I have a playlist on my Spotify I made years ago that was like, these songs make me feel something mm-hmm. and like I, I don't know like it's just comfort like there's so much I think it's just because I've spent so much time in that mindset that like when I am depressed or when I am sad it's almost like nice to like feel those again because it's like nostalgic I don't know yeah yeah it's it, weird it's weird it's very weird but um yeah it just feels I think it's just
0: because I was in it for so long it just feels like home yeah when it shouldn't Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments, like nowadays, like, do you ever have like moments where you like kind of want to feel something again? Oh, yeah. And do you do it or do you not? Um, I have to catch myself. And now that I have like accountability and
1: like my fiance, like. He knows me well enough and he'll call me out, which is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to catch myself like that same playlist. I can't listen to it anymore because yeah. I'm like, I just know that I'll listen to the song and then I'll get in like a weird mood. And then the next few days I'll kind of like spiral. And then I won't spend time with the Lord. Like there's, there's just things that I can't do anymore. Yeah. And I think that was the hard part coming out of it and like kind of like beating this depression with the Lord was that I just had to come to terms like there's just certain things I can't do anymore because it's going to trigger me back and bring me back to that place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said, that it's not just the fact that you it would be you listening to a song. Mm-hmm. It would mm-hmm. spiral into so many other things. Oh, yeah. it's And that's, like, such a good, like, self-awareness thing to have and, like, to know. And it's, like, as we grow as humans in general, it's, like, know your ways, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, if you know that this is going to make you feel something and you know what type of feeling you're feeling, like, mm-hmm. if I know this video is going to make me feel something... Chanel don't do it because you know what it's going to lead to yeah because then now you're going to have these random thoughts popping up about like sadness or whatever or mm-hmm. like oh maybe I don't want I don't want to be happy or whatever yeah you know? and it's like gonna spiral and so it's like it's never just one thing it's never just one decision that decision leads to so many different things mm-hmm. um and so that's so good that what you said all right we're moving on to another topic okay we talked about eating disorders. Yeah. Um, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I know you didn't go into it deeply, but now we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and we both like kind of struggled with our, the image we had with our body and the image we had of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I, when I like, I don't know, i I was like trying to remember when it tracks back to, but I think it was like high school. Mm -hmm. Um, is like when it started like my kind of distorted view of my body where it was like, I always, it was never enough for me. Yeah. Like it was never good enough for me. And so like, there was moments where I'd be like, do I want bigger boobs? Or there was moments where I was like, am I skinny enough? Mm -hmm. And I've always been relatively small and doesn't matter how many times people will tell you, Oh, you're so small. You have like a nice body or whatever. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if you don't believe it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I didn't know I had a distorted view of my body until I was older, when I think I was like hearing someone talk about it or something like that. And I was like, wow, I actually do that. I have, I don't think I have a good relationship with my own, the way I view my body, mm-hmm. because I am constantly like looking in the mirror and I'll always do this. And I'll always like look to the side and be like, am I still skinny? Aww. And I'm like, if I'm still skinny, then I'm good type of thing and I remember I had this like thought in my head where it's like as long as I can always go like this around my stomach with like my two Mm -hmm, hands mm -hmm. but the moment then I'm good but the moment that I felt like I couldn't or it was like it was like oh am I gonna not be able to soon I'd like kind of freak out internally I'm Mm -hmm. like okay now you got to do this this and this so you know now you have to eat healthy for two weeks and you have to work out and you have to make sure you can't eat any carbs or anything like that Mm -hmm. and so I would like get into this spiral this internal head spiral of like kind of like being upset with myself so now I have to act on it and like fix the problem when it wasn't even a problem you know like Mm -hmm. we fluctuate as humans so you could go up and down or whatever but like I always just needed to be a certain way and I was like I think that's actually unhealthy yeah for me to be looking at myself like that for me to be like you always have to be able to put your hands like this or Me constantly looking in the mirror and like turning the side, like, am I still skinny, Mm -hmm. or like, do my thighs touch? Do they not touch? And all these Mm -hmm. things. And so you had talked about having an eating disorder, and so Mm -hmm. I kind of want you to like go into that.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just think. Just talking about it brings me back, and it it just makes me sad for myself again. Like just Mm -hmm. thinking about it, like I actually like dealt with that and treated myself that way. Because like I, I would never want to treat myself that way, and like Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so. It's just like it bums me out when I think about it, but. Um, yeah, no. So I, I would starve myself. I would not eat anything. Um, it started back in high school. I would pride myself that I can make it two days on a side of fries. Like that was my goal. I'm like, if I, if I get a side of fries, I can eat a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I'll like eat a little bit here, a little bit there. And like, I I, like had the distorted view of myself and I think I was aware of it. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't just like come on over time. I think one day, it was after like, I think I got my heart broken for the first time. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't think I'm pretty enough. I must not be pretty enough. From then on, I was like, okay, so I need to change something about myself. And I think I'm a little bit too heavy. And I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I was not at all, but I was like, okay. So like, how do I fix that? And I was also kind of slipping into this like depressive like Mm -hmm. state. And so I'm like, I'm just not gonna eat because I've like seen it before. And like, I've heard of it before but I'm going to try it for myself. And I think it was almost like a control thing. Like there's so many things going on in my life like this, this heartbreak, like all these other like factors in my life where I'm like, I just have no control over this. So like the one thing I can't control is like what I'm eating and like how I'm feeling, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm like, if I'm sad and I'm not eating, I'm cool. I'm like, this is my state. This is where I'm going (laughs) to stay. Um, But it, it went on for a very long time. So I don't think I ever like kind of like what you were saying, like, slowly realized like oh no like no i knew what i was doing mm-hmm. like it was like destructive and a lot of like times it came along with the, like the suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and so i would have those thoughts and then i'd be like okay well i'm i'm not going to eat it was almost like a punishment like mm-hmm. i loved the pain like i loved the feeling of my empty stomach and then i saw results and i'm like ooh i'm so skinny ooh, <laughs> maybe i can get a boy now you know yeah it was it was just like this deep spiral of just like falling in love with pain and the feeling of it yeah
0: there's so many good things that you said. And like, thank you, Jesus. Cause like, there's so many things he was bringing to my attention that I also was reading yesterday. in like these notes, this notes app I had, cause I was mm-hmm. like, let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about with Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I have these like notes from my therapy sessions. I always write after, but okay. So Lord, I pray. I remember everything I need to tell, to ask yeah. you. <laughs> um. One of the things you said, which was like, it was like came with the suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. and it's like, when you're in so much pain and you're like so low, it's like you want more of it. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like you're fiending for more. Yeah. And it's like it becomes this thing where it's like you just want to self-sabotage everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, now that I'm having suicide thoughts, let me also starve myself. Yeah. Because that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm doing that, let me also like be mean to this person or like let me also do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like so interesting, like the concept of that, you know? Yeah. Like uh. the self-sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. It's self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. I I do that a lot. Yeah. I <laughs> do that a lot. Yeah, I used to do that way more, but like I still find myself sometimes doing it because it's it's the falling in love with pain. Yeah. It's the like that little inkling in you where it's like, well maybe I don't deserve this. Maybe mm-hmm. I do deserve to be like to not have these things or to feel this or whatever. Yeah. You know, which is like so interesting. Um, but one of the things that you said, oh the control. Yeah. The control. Mm-hmm. That is so good. And I w- was reading this notes yesterday and I was like, dang, Lord, you are good for bringing this to my attention. And I was like, I remember reading it and being like, mm, but there's nothing to really talk about this on the episode. Mm-hmm. And so for you to say control on that and then now be brought up to my attention. I was like, that's how God works, y'all. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> so I was it was control mm-hmm. and it was really I was in the notes thing. It was like, I think I fall in love with pain because I'm in control. Yeah. Of it. Mm hmm. And so it's like I could not be in pain, like in pain by my own doing Mm -hmm. because like now I'm like well I'm causing myself pain so if I just wanted to stop I could stop yeah but really you can't but really you can't yeah but it's like this control mindset of like well I'm in control of something whereas like when you're content and joyful it's like you don't have to be in control of anything yeah so it almost feels like uncomfortable also because you're not in control yeah and it's like that thing of like I'm in control of what I eat and it's like so crazy how like you have to realize when you have things about control that are being, like, triggered or, like, are causing you to do things because you have, like, a control mindset or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, kind of speaking into that, let's see if I could phrase a question. Exactly. Because I do want to talk about your control. And, like, now you're not obviously Mm -hmm. having an eating disorder, but is there anything now that you feel, like, triggers, like, the need to be controlled or to control something in your life? I don't know if it's bad if I say no, but no. Um, I think
1: because... When I gave my life to the Lord, I like fully like, at like that led me on the path right now. Like when I fully went all in, I gave over all of my control because I realized mm. that like, I can't, when I try to control my own life, like, I don't know, I mess it up. Like I controlled my own life and I ended up depressed with suicidal thoughts. I had an eating disorder. I was like at the roughest part of my life. And so I feel like when I did give my life over to the Lord, I gave over my control Mm -hmm. because I'm like, Lord, I suck at this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to mess it up. And so when I gave that over, it almost like freed me. And to this day, I still have to just like continue to push the control back to him Mm -hmm. like every single day. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm going to mess this up if I do this on my own. Like, Mm -hmm. I need you to tell me what to do. And like also it's just like I want to just follow God's will for my life and what I'm supposed to do every single day. And so if I even try to take back those things that I've already given to God, even the, like the little things of like, oh like, what am I going to eat today? Like what mm-hmm. is, what what are my finances looking like? And I try to take it take it and do it in my own strength, I'm going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. I think there was a quote that was like if God took care of everything like 99.9% of the time and then gave me like 0.01 or or whatever like 0 of mm-hmm. the percent, I would like still mess it up. Like, and so I I view that same way. It's just like God's ways are so much better than mine. Like he's God. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about like the, I am the almighty God. And he like cares enough about me to like talk to me and have a relationship with me. And so when I give over my control and I take it back, it's almost like disrespectful. Like that's God. Like he, he should know what's good for my life. And so I, I think I found so much joy in like giving that over when I first gave my life to God. Cause I'm like,
0: I don't have to be under this burden anymore. Yeah. I'm so glad you said no, because that was so good. And it's just like that, that thought of constantly having to surrender. Mm -hmm. It's surrendering to God is an everyday thing. It's not like you just get saved one day and it's all good, but it's like that constant mindset every day where it's like, I'm not going to have control today. It's still in your hands, God. It's still in your hands. You have the final say. And so that was so good. Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone? Because obviously there's people that are going through the same things that we went through. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you tell someone who might be depressed right now, like some practical ways to kind of help them get out of that?
1: Um, Well, I first want to say that only Jesus can take the pain away. Nothing else can take it away. He Maybe just put it aside or put it off for a little bit, but nothing can take away your pain except for Jesus. Um, And I'm saying that from my testimony and Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it in general. I've seen it happen in other people's lives. I've seen people who were like, riddled with anxiety and depression and like as soon as they were holy spirit filled as soon as they like gave their life to the lord and tried him like their lives were instantly changed and for those who are like so on the edge um i always just say like just try them
0: mm-hmm.
1: imagine it was like a 30-day free trial like you can cancel <laughs> after 30 days yeah. if you don't like it like you don't have to charge your credit card but yeah. like what if your life changed in 30 days like what if you truly gave your life to the lord and it changed for the better and then you never were Like struggling with suicidal thoughts again what if you gave your life to the lord and then you found yourself never in that depressed cycle again like what if
0: yeah like what's the worst thing like what is there to lose what's there to lose like it's not like he's asking you to like pay him fifty thousand dollars yeah like or like anything like he's just asking you to say yes just give him your yes like open open the door to him Yes. and he'll blow your mind i love that you said that because it's like anytime sometimes i'll have this conversation with my friend where i'm like I see people who are kind of like struggling internally mm-hmm. and I'm always like dang if they would just give their life to Christ God would blow their mind. Yes. The mind is like there's so many physical things he'll blow your mind with but he'll show you a version of yourself that you never even knew was possible. Yeah. Like Like Mm -hmm. he'll show you a version of yourself that you could only dream of and that you see in other people that you're like, wow, I wish I could just have that Mm -hmm. or have those things or whatever. And God, if you open the door to God, like he would do that for Mm -hmm. you, but in your own way. Yes.
1: And it's crazy because he shows you the true you. Yeah. If you don't feel like it, but he shows you the true you. And that's why you have so much fulfillment and purpose when you follow the Lord because that's who you're truly called to be. Yeah. You're walking in who God made you to be. Yeah. And so when you're not walking with him, you can feel lonely, you can feel like yeah. tossed. You know, well, that's a, that's a verse, tossed like the waves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah,
0: so when you yeah. follow the Lord, you see your true self. And yeah. it comes with a peace that mm. they say a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And it's because, and that's why it's like, when I say peace, it's hard for me to explain what I mean because it's not understandable mm-hmm. to, under, to understand or to know like the peace he gives you but it's a piece that you're like taken care of for Mm. life. Yes. And beyond. Yes. God is the way y'all. God is the way. There is no way. There is no other way. I've tried it. I I, know, I've I've tried it. it. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: But you said practical steps. Cause I was just telling Chanel, I'm such a practical person. And I'm like, I'm a creative too. So I'm like, give me rules and then let me go off of it. But um, one thing that really helped me, well obviously, when I was coming out of this like depressive state, I was also trying to rebuild like my self-worth because mm-hmm. I had been starving myself and I hated how I looked. And like I was super skinny. You could see all the bones in my body. Like I was just super skinny. Um, but practical things I did was I journaled. Like journaling mm-hmm. helped me so much and I never held back when I journaled. And I journaled like I was talking to God. So, if I woke up one day and I was like, I kind of want to die again, <laughs> like I'm having those thoughts again, mm-hmm. or Lord, I want to skip my meal, I don't want to eat today, I would journal that and I would like journal everything to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if I was having doubts, I would journal that too. And I'd be like, God, you said that you would make me better, like you would give me peace, like I don't feel any peace right now, you know, like, and that's not like sinning. If like mm-hmm. you just are expressing what you're feeling to the Lord, it, it, you know, when you get disrespectful, I say, <laughs> you know God will put you in your place. He will humble you. <laughs> um, but just like talking to him about everything. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I'm so close with God today because I, I treat him like he's my best friend, but also my father because I have that like respect for him. But then also like I'm not afraid to talk to him about anything. And so when I was healing from that and moving on from that, I'm like, Lord, I feel so ugly today. I feel like this, is this, and this. And this but then I would always have to combat it with what, mm-hmm. God, what do you say about me? Mm-hmm. That's what helped me. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would, if I ever said something negative about myself, I would have to say something positive and then something that God says about me. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm like, oh, I'm so skinny, I'm so ugly, but God looked at me and he said, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. You're so sweet. You're my princess. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're my baby girl. And then he sent me to earth. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I call myself ugly, I'm not, I'm always saying that God's word is void like i'm yeah. always not obeying god when i when i'm like oh I'm, I'm so ugly i'm so skinny um so i had to like change my mindset and like every time i i tell you i would stand in the mirror like this mm-hmm. and i go i don't like how i look today but lord you said that i am beautiful and i am called i am your child
0: and so i always had to like combat yeah. those almost yeah. that's that's really good um what you said is the true example of what it is to be in relationship with God. Mm. He's not a dictator, you know yeah. what I mean? He wants to hear from you. He wants to know what you're feeling and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's like what I try to tell people and every time I tell people like, they're like, oh, like, or like I'm Christian or whatever. I'm like, it's not religion though, it's relationship. Yeah. Like I just do life with God. Mm-hmm. Um, But that practical is really real. And another practical I'll say kind of to also like the eating disorder aspect and like the se- not seeing yourself well is um i used to do this all the time and i i like so many friends know that i used to do this because they would come over and they would still be on the mayor Mm -hmm. but like i used to write post-it and it's like kind of cheese but like i would write on post-its like things like affirmations essentially and some of them would be scriptures some of them would be as simple as you're enough some of them would be like you're beautiful and like or different scriptures or like sayings that I've heard. Mm-hmm. And I would put all the post-its on my mare so that like when I was brushing my teeth or getting ready, like I had to read them at some point, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like training your mind to think that way, mm-hmm. you know, like renewing your mind. Yes. The Bible says like renewing your mind. So it's like, it's renewing your mind to not think your the bad thoughts anymore, make those like your go-tos and more so having the like things God says about you be your go-tos yes I, mm-hmm. I did that
1: too and that helped me so much I put yeah. them above my desk so whenever I would do homework or work mm-hmm. I just sit there and stare and like you are enough yeah like God loves you so much mm-hmm. like it helps a lot because like it seems cheesy yeah but it's like just those reminders like those are the the repetitive reminders are what gets mm-hmm. in your
0: head yeah exactly and sometimes it won't even uh, feel real like it won't feel natural like mm-hmm. it won't feel like you even mean it when you say it but the more you say it it yes. becomes like what you believe yes. you know so like the first time you say that you're enough you're like all right mm-hmm. you're enough to <laughs> like, I, no, right. Right. I guess you're enough <laughs> but then after so many times you start to yeah. believe it and then it's like when you kind of like read your scripture and you have that on top of that and then you have prayer time mm-hmm. and you're like in community that sees you right yeah then it's like everything starts to start align you know where you're like oh this is what it should feel like yes you
1: know you said community i was just thinking that like you have to tell somebody what you're going through yeah you have to that's mm-hmm. that's one of the major first steps i did was i told my mom mm-hmm. and like just the moment of it like thinking of it still makes me emotional to this day but like you know how like you go into your parents' room and you sit on the edge of the bed and you're like What you watching on TV? Mm -hmm. Wow, this is so funny. (laughs) I did that to my mom. I'm sorry, mom. But I I walked in and I sat on the edge of the bed and I was like, yeah, this seems like a cool show. Oh, hey, by the way, I'm not eating and Mm -hmm. I'm really depressed. And I had to have that moment with my mom because I was like, I can't can't get out of this alone. Like God is enough, he is enough, but I need to tell people to hold me accountable. Yep,
0: yep, Mm -hmm. yep, the people hold you accountable. Yes, and they help you see yourself, right? Yeah. That's what I realized in community is they helped me see myself right. Mm -hmm. And so in moments where I was like kind of down on myself, like this is why good community is so important because like I wouldn't even, I would tell them for sure because like you don't want to keep it to yourself because that will eat you alive. Like the enemy wants you to not say it out loud because he'll continue to put those lies in your head and Mm -hmm. he'll build this whole storyline that's not even factual. Yes. But like what's so good about good community that's also like tapped into God is that when I wasn't feeling good, like about myself randomly someone would call me or randomly someone would text me something mm-hmm. or whatever and it's like dang god yeah you just know you're you just up. know <laughs> yeah. you love me yes um <laughs> any other practical things you want to mention um, for the peeps i don't know okay just, you're good it's a journey it was, it's a journey it's an
1: everyday thing and some days are good some days are bad but that's okay it's give yourself grace give yourself grace that was my mm-hmm. big thing when i was like coming out of it. Cause I was like, I have to be better right now. I have to be healed. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have days where you're like on top of the mountain and you're great. And you're like, I'm never going to be depressed again. I'm never going to skip a meal. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you're like, Hmm,
0: wow, <laughs> you know? Uh, where was it? Yeah. yeah. Like where's that mm-hmm. same energy at? Yeah. That's so true. Um, it is a journey. Mm-hmm. It is a journey. If you spent so many years a certain way it's going to take some time to get over that. Yeah. And it's going to take some time to like change your perspective, change your mindset and everything. Like if you spent 16 years being depressed you're not gonna get over it in one week yeah like it's gonna be a journey like you said mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful journey
1: i was gonna say it's it's so beautiful and it's fun if you do it with yeah the Lord. yeah because like you get to know him you get to know more about yourself mm-hmm. and you get to ultimately like become a better person
0: yeah it's, it's about just, who you become yes yeah it's just life yeah it's just life it's just life yeah <laughs> the last thing I'll say is the becoming aspect because mm-hmm. it's not just about getting over depression. It's about who you become yeah. in the process of growing mm-hmm. into like who God called you to be. Like when you go on the journey with God. So mm-hmm. yay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So
1: even God though I pretty- get sad, like when I look back at my old self, and I'm like, I really am like so sad that I was ever in that state. But then I'm like, thank you Lord for bringing me out of it mm-hmm. because I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. And like, I hate saying character development, but it's like, I've, I've gone through so much because I've gone through so much to fully understand more of
0: who God is. Yeah. And so it's like, even though it's sad, it's like, yeah, and know. now we talk about it. Yeah. So God used it mm-hmm. for our good and for, our for the good of others. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, <laughs> of course. We're <yeah. laughs> coming on the episode. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So we're going to end it how we end every episode. Mm-hmm. Give yourself grace because it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. You
1: have never been overlooked once in your life. Ooh. Okay. And stay prayed up. (laughs) Just kidding. Bye. Bye.